Josh from Views from the Back of the Class, and with me as always is the good man, the one, the only Jefferson Baxter, but you can call me JB. Boom! We're back with another episode, guys. We know it's been an incredibly exciting week. Um, We just had Endgame finally come out. We had a lot of questions answered, and a lot of questions still hanging out there, and we're still digesting it, and... Some of us have already seen the movie two or three times in less than a week. No judgment. No big deal. You know, I haven't actually seen it at all yet, so this is going to be all news to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're full of it. Um, <laughs> completely. You're like, no, I'm not interested at all. I don't like superhero movies. I actually did go online and say that to somebody. Did you really? <laughs> yes. I think. Posting discussions like weeks later. Uh, hey, did you guys see Endgame? What'd you think? Like it was trash. Like I'm ready for. I'm waiting for it to come on on Redbox. I'll wait. You know what's the big deal? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So that's gonna be um, the bulk of our discussion is kind of gonna be around Endgame. It's gonna we're gonna try to be spoiler free. Um, it's only oh, been out about that. a week, but. I was gonna. I was gonna say. You know, we're gonna try, but if we if we can't, we're gonna try to throw that spoiler word out there. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're waiting for the crowd to die down, and you're somehow able to avoid everyone talking about it. Kudos to you. But we'll still try to like, um, you know, throw that warning out. And if we don't, please don't yell at us on Instagram or anything like that. It's it's not on purpose. We don't mean to ruin things for you guys. We want you to enjoy it just as much as we do. Agreed. So, Agreed. But before we do that, as usual. We have the nerd news, and uh, I guess we will we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it and kind of talk about what's going on with DC. We have Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman 84. Um, some new images have popped up. And they look dope. Yeah. No, I, I Googled it really quick because I didn't, I didn't really know until you told me. I'm offline. But if I was a gambling man, and I'm not... And partly it's because I'm terrible at it. But if I were a gambling person, I would put my money on franchise wise. on Wonder Woman for DC. Um, so far, that's the only franchise that hasn't really had a misstep. Well, to be fair, it's only been one movie, though. Yeah, but even the one movie you had her in both Batman v Superman and you had her in Justice League. Agreed. And she was she was dope in all of them. Right. So, I mean, she's had one movie, but she's been around for three appearances. True. Um, and even the ensemble characters in Justice League can't say the same. Like, some people are in Hayden Fernandez. I don't care. But, like, a Flash movie with Ezra Miller, don't give a crap about that. Like, the character was super annoying in that uh, Justice never League. never happened in any way. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just saying it in general, like how the characters, how they rub you, um, you know, that I wouldn't be interested in seeing that version of, of uh, Barry Allen on the big screen or like 
the DC streaming service. I'd rather just see like True to Life, Barry Allen, or I'm actually a Wally West fan, so something along those lines. So, I mean, Gal Gadot has done a great job as Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins is a very uh, capable director. She's has some great work behind her, so this is looking good. Um, kind of curious why they pushed it back, the release date. All I think it was to make room for Shazam and the Joker. Um, no, the Joker's coming out later in the year. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that was what it was. They did some shuffling around to make room for other uh, other movies. Because like you said, Wonder Woman is kind of bankable. That's it. Like there's yeah. no real risk there. So they can drop her anywhere and she's going to sell. Whereas with the other ones, they had to be a little more strategic. That makes sense. But I thought Wonder Woman was like a late summer releaser, but it was supposed to be like early, the early summer blockbuster release. I truly don't remember what the release date was. For some reason, I'm thinking it's later in the year, like like November. I could be way wrong about that, though. Yeah. I don't even know why that's coming to mind, but for some reason it no, is. No, but it sounds right, though, because I do, for some reason, I do remember it being like later in the year, but could be wrong. Um, maybe they didn't want to... <laughs> They didn't want to go against, you know, the box office juggernaut that will be the last. No, the rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Okay, so I knew I wasn't crazy. It was set to release later in the year. Okay. So it was initially supposed to be December. Then it got moved up to November. And now it has been pushed back to next year. Oh, so that's not a big push then. For some reason, I was thinking it was like this summer and then they were pushing it to like early next year and i was like that's that's huge but that's not that big no i went from like december to june so it was to i think make room for the joker movie okay yeah i wasn't nuts wait you said december to june that is kind of big not really though because if you think about what's in between there you just went from basically from christmas time to the summer movie so that kind of makes a lot of sense very true. And they'll probably end up pushing it up too once we get closer and it's gonna sound crazy, but once we get into twenty twenty, they'll probably push it up a week or two. I don't know. It, it just... all depends on what they're doing at that other place. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's like I think too, once the anticipation builds, then to avoid spoilers, you know, they they're kinda not forced but I don't think that's as big a concern with um with dc as of now at least yeah no i don't think so i mean yes and no but i don't know i mean you just had i don't know if you've heard about this but there is a a city in the philippines who aired um endgame on tv like an entire movie really uh, a pirated copy yeah over i think it was over the weekend or something like that that is hilarious and then, you know, we were I was talking with you about it, about the guy on the train who was watching it on his phone. That's wild, like, yeah. Yeah, he had that freaking fantastic copy. Like, it was HD and everything. I'm just like, where'd you get that from? So That's the type that, thing that gets you killed in these streets. You better stop playing with Mickey's money. <laughs> yeah, Mickey and be like, uh, oh, you thought you can get away with it, huh? Right. Slap me around with them big old gloves. <laughs> you gonna pull something about them big gloves. Right. Be like, handle my lightweight goofy. Be like, yuck, yuck. 
Oh, man. We should... <laughs> like a dark Mickey Mouse would be awesome. Um, no, that'd be terrifying, actually. Well, yeah, Wonder Woman. not to be that guy, but uh, Mickey actually is kind of dark if you go back to what his, what his origins are. I don't want to turn it into this that kind of podcast, but uh, do your research, classmates, if that's something that you're interested in. But be warned, it's not for everybody and it's not uh it's not a fun start either so but it is it is some it is kind of dark and ladies and gentlemen welcome to dark history a podcast by josh and jb boom where we look into the origins of your favorite characters and point out the horribleness and terrible things that they did and represented back in the day ruin it for life <laughs> oh yeah no that's that's a good point though because it is um, one of those things where it's like, hey, yeah, you can, you know, support the character, you know, be a fan of it or something. But you got to you got to look at the entire history of something instead of just accepting, you know, the what you know of the last, you know, 10 or 20 years or something like that. Right. And then you decide whether or not you want to continue to support that. And that's completely your decision. Like it ain't stopped me from watching tons of disney movies and you know uh disney properties i ain't bothered by it but i am aware of it and you know you take it taken it into account with the time of that it happened and all that and we're getting way off track pretty soon you're, you're not going to be able to avoid the influence of disney because they just keep buying everything i mean Spoiler alert, they're going to buy this podcast. I mean, they're not going to pay a lot of money for it, but I mean, content's going to be pretty much the same. We're just going to be more Disney centered, you know. Uh, by the way, this episode's brought to you by Disney Plus. Subscribe to that, give them your money. No big deal. Just go with it. <laughs> uh, shoot, I sell out to D- Disney in a heartbeat. <laughs> right, all the Disney Vault movies you can fit in your entertainment shelf thingy. So that's Wonder Woman 84. We had the release of the first trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And the reception has been interesting to be politically correct. I think this was like a huge divide between people. I think it was like either people somehow loved it or people hated it or they loved and hated it. I I don't know. Because I saw it and I was... Or love to hate it. Right. Well, that's a lot of people do, but I saw and I was kind of weary when I first started watching it by the end of, I think it's only like a minute and 58 seconds or something like that. But I just saw it and I was just like, what's going on? And then they started showing you images of Sonic and it's like, okay, I understand, you know, this is supposed to be like a CGI semi-realistic comic come to life. Her character come to life, but it's I think they kind of missed the mark on it. Big time. And people were divided. Like some people were like, oh, I love this. Can't wait till it comes out in November. And other people were like, burn it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined my, my childhood. You've yeah, that's uh, why I think it goes me. a little too far. Like if a, a bad Sonic movie has ruined your childhood. Spoiler alert, your childhood sucked. Did it though? Because that would have meant that they had like all of the Segas, they probably were pretty popular because of that, because everyone wanted to go at their house and play Sonic with the split screen TV. Nah, because if that ruins it, that means that there was nothing else good about it. 
Well, yeah, that's the downside of it. It's like you only had fake friends because you had a Sega Saturn or Sega Genesis or whatever. But I get you. But get over thine self is kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like you can't say, oh, it's ruined my fandom and, and this or that. Because if you're a true fan or if you're a fan of something, then you should still like it at the end of the day unless they just do something horrible. And it's like. And it doesn't take away what you loved about it to begin with. You don't have to rock with this new thing. Like, it doesn't right. take away your ability to go back and enjoy the things that you loved about Sonic before that. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because it's like, uh, as an example, I was talking with somebody earlier in the week about Endgame. And they were like, oh, you know, it's it, I can't get into the movies because they're not like the comics. And it's like, well, they're two separate things. Right. It's, it's a completely you know, different like, medium. Yeah, they're based on the comics. The stories are, um, some of them are lifted from the comics, but they're not. These aren't supposed to be, you know, these storylines from the comics put on the big screen. You can't do it. It it doesn't work. You have to adapt it for the medium that you're using. It's like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to the radio anymore because of this whole TV thing. (laughs) It's not like... (laughs) TV thing is not like radio, so right. <laughs> I don't I mean, know why it's a completely gonna... different thing. Yeah, I just got like an image of like some surly old man who's like upset at the TV, <laughs> or somebody who's still like clinging on to those American Online discs for five hundred hours of free internet or some crap. Oh man, jeez. But yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, they're they're two separate things. So I mean, you can enjoy one, you can enjoy both of them, but you, you know, at the end of the day, you got to recognize. They're not the same, so be no, happy with that. No, can be a direct ad- adaptation. And despite how you felt about the Sonic trailer, I mean, it's been out, I think came out Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember the exact same day, but, you know, today the director came out with an appeal to the fans or acknowledgement to the fans, kind of saying, like, hey, we, we heard you, um, you're not happy with how this looks, and, you know, best believe we're going to go back to the drawing board and fix it. So that's something that everyone enjoys and everyone likes and everyone's happy with. And I think I think that's a good sign. I mean, it's, it's one of those things I really wish a lot more producers and directors would do when they start releasing information about, you know, their projects or whatever's coming up is listening to the fan base. That's super important. Agreed. Although I could see where it would cut both ways, too, because you have, you know, fans of different different films in different genres or whatever that uh, don't necessarily have just critiques of of a trailer or a movie. You know, you go back to the Ghostbusters debacle or, you know, the controversies around Black Panther and Captain Marvel or mm-hmm. um just any number of things. The Last Jedi. And how much? How much money has Captain Marvel made at the box office now? Oh, it made Is a few it, dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think a couple. You know, it's maybe a couple hundred million, maybe a billion. You know. But no sorry, doubt. I just, but I, I guess wonder. that's that's what I mean. Is like you have to. You do want you know the directors and producers to connect to the fans, right, and and to be able to. Uh, interact with them and you know hopefully improve the product that's what you're doing it for 
but you also have to find a way to to have some balance with that too right you know you can't just listen to everything that's being said and you know the loudest part of the fandom does not necessarily mean that they're correct agreed so in this case it seems like you know something that was constructive criticism of the product you know nobody's sending death threats or anything to the director in this case right um but yeah you 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 just have to be careful with it you know you put that out there and what if the next thing that they put out is still no good then right. what they're going to go back again and do it no that's why i think you have to like you said be balanced and you have to be reasonable you have to listen to uh what people are saying is it reasonable? You know, are their complaints reasonable? Like, yes, I'm pretty sure people who did the CGI for Sonic aren't happy with the way he looks. I mean, if you look at, oh man, why is DC such a bad example? Um, <laughs> but if you look at, if you look at Justice League and the whole Superman mustache, yeah, that was a. Uh... There are people who were on the team who did like AMAs on Reddit and interviews who were like, we weren't happy with that or. You know, like, yeah, we were working on it. That's not how it was supposed to turn out. Or it's like, you know what? Once we saw it, we were like, this should not be released, you know. So I'm sure there are people who are who are working on it and they're like, yeah, we're not happy with this either. So um, we can do better. We'll find a way to to do better. So I, I don't think in this instance, you know, it's people saying like, hey, why does he look like that? Uh, right. is, is too unreasonable. No, I agree with that. But I agree I, with that just, completely. It's just one of those things that I kind of wish more people would do. Producers, more directors would would do and listen to kind of like the reasonable request of fans because without them, you don't really have anything. I mean, you have a property, but if you, if nobody supports it, then you doesn't really matter. Agreed. You can ask Greg Belanti about that one. Hmm. Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you want to talk about something that never should have been shown in theaters, it's that movie. Such great potential and just fell flat. I think listening to the fans in this case is a good sign, but I don't know if that will make the movie better. I mean, we've only seen one trailer, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly how the movie's going to be. I mean, it's Sonic. It's not going to be The Dark Knight. Right. You know, I don't expect the quality to be or the storytelling to be uh, that tight and that and centered in, you know, realism in a way and things like that. So nah, this is going to be more along the lines of an angry birds kind of situation. And that's kind of like why that's one of the things I'm kind of on the fence about. Cause I'm like, I think these movies, you know, they take this formula of adapting them and, and making them kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say too cartoony cause they are cartoons or comic book based, but I don't know if it's, a good formula. Yeah, it's, it's very formulaic. It's cash grab. That's all. Yeah. It's just like any other business. You, you know, put together a quick, cheap product, sell it for maximum profits, and then do it again. Mm-hmm. The only problem I- is because this is uh, art-based consumption, it's, it's really hard to use the same model because it's not like you know, something that's being manufactured where one or two people saying, oh, this is not a good tool or this is not a good pair of shoes or whatever doesn't really affect it in the same way as films or just art in general, right? A couple bad reviews can sink you. Mm-hmm. 
or at the very least, it cuts into your pockets big time if it doesn't bury you all together. Jeez, talk right. about a mixed metaphor, buried and then sank. <laughs> it's one of those kind of days. It is indeed. Another thing, too, that I that we see a lot in these adaptations of uh, material like this is like they're taking them out of their world and putting them in the real world. A la the Smurfs. Yeah. Whack. Which, I mean, was it only one Smurf? I don't even know. I don't care. No, I think it was I two. It. Really? Goodness. Okay. Um, But I feel like I don't understand why. Like... Do you, money, do they money, feel like money, they have money. to explain? <laughs> but it's like, do they have? Do they feel like they have to ex- explain it somehow? Like, just just let them be in their universe. Like exactly. Like, who is this for? The people who are going to go see this movie are familiar with this Smurfs anyway. Right. So you don't have to somehow bring them here. Just let the story play out there. No, because that would just be too too out there. That wouldn't make sense at all. It has to be somewhat real, right? I mean, we're talking about a blue hedgehog who can who can break the the sound barrier. You know, it's like and inexplicably always carries around gold coins. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's weird. Um, no, yeah, I, yeah. So it's like one of those things. Is just like it just seems weird and out of place for them to try to incorporate it here, and and you know. The, the real world, so to speak, versus the world that it exists in. But it's still early, so I'm... Yeah, they got time to clean it up. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about it so far, from what you've seen? I think it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have something nicer to say about it. There's nothing about this uh, that's all that appealing to me. And I like Sonic, like the the game. I played it, man, a lot of hours. <laughs> um, I even used to watch both of the cartoons. So I was a character that I'm, you know, familiar with, and I I used to enjoy. But mm-hmm. I just have zero interest in the movie and them seeing, you know, the the trailer and the images that they've put out so far. There's nothing in it that is drawing me in. Like, even Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik still is not enough for me to say, hmm, I'm going to go spend $12 on this. Nah. And then since you mentioned the the cartoons, I just want to throw that out there that, in case you didn't know, Sonic U was voiced by the same actor who played uh, Steve Urkel. Jaleel uh, White. Jaleel White, yeah. Yeah, he was getting bread because he was doing the voice on both cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I feel like it's too early. I feel like... The uh, director coming out and saying, like, hey, we're going to fix this. I think those are good signs. But as far as the movie goes, like you said, I don't know if I even want to see it in theaters or even when it comes out. Like, is this going to be something I'm going to watch on Netflix or <laughs> whatever streaming service it would be on? I don't nah, know. I can't do it. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd rather watch Iron Fist the first season. Ooh. Jeez, yeah. man, you, <laughs> you're brutal tonight. Like you're just <laughs> That's how I feel about this. You just swinging like, like just stomping on people. I just I was not I wasn't feeling it. I didn't think it was a good idea to begin with. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm being too harsh, and mm-hmm. it could could turn out to be a good thing. And nope, 
there's nothing <laughs> that I've seen so far that, that makes this even remotely something I'm interested in. I thought I thought the movie is a good idea if it was more faithful to the source material. And I know we just talked about them doing, you know, things being two separate things. Um, but in something like this, it's just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I don't, and I know this necessarily isn't made for me. Nah, this is for, for kids. Yeah. So, which I don't get because our kids into Sonic the Hedgehog at this point. Um, a buddy of mine, his kids play. But his kids are kind of unique in that they watch the old like Mario show and oh, wow. stuff like this. Yeah, his kid's like four or five, and well, maybe she's like six. I'm terrible with you know kid ages and crap, but um, they watch stuff like this, so they're kind of interested in it. Uh, so if you're that kind of a parent, aka an awesome parent, and yep. <laughs> you, know, you expose your kids to the to the classic stuff from when we were growing up. Maybe, but I don't know. But I would think that even if if that were the case, like if you're showing your kids things from when you were their age, I can't see them enjoying a new version of it because it's going to be so different. Very true. It was like my nephew and my brother-in-law um, with Ninja Turtles. Brother-in-law, huge, 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 huge fan of Ninja Turtles and... You know, he's putting my nephew on, but this new version of it is nothing like the yeah. older one. So they 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 can't really reconcile that because it's really the same only in name. That's a good point. Um, I will. So I'm more in the no category, but I'm not firmly there. So if I see some other stuff that comes out, it's like, oh, this looks like, you know, this looks like it could be fun. Then I'm on board, but if it just continues to look kind of dumb, then I'll pass. Like I don't have to see it. Pass. <laughs> You're like I'm good. Yeah, I'm straight. I said what I said. I'm. <laughs> I'm <good. laughs> I said good day, sir. <laughs> awesome. All right, and then finally, um, a bit of sad news, but uh, the actor Peter Mayhew, who's uh, probably best known for playing Chewbacca in the Star Wars movies uh, died. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we, you know, yet again losing uh, more and more of the people that have really helped, you know, architect and and build on the, the things that we love. So it's just a, a good time to, you know, reflect and I we've been saying this all along but man the creatives that we have now let's make sure we're showing them showing them the appreciation that they deserve while they can get it yeah and one thing you know about it that's that's good to see in the community is that people are acknowledging his his passing and also you know you, you think about this actor and you might not think about the person behind the mask um, right, especially with a character like this. Right, but but the fact that he's a, he's still affected so many people, I think that's a great thing, and it goes to show you know like just how big of an impact people can have, even if we can't necessarily see their their face or don't necessarily know you know what they look like physically, but we know 
know them from their performance and in their art, so to speak. You know, that's yeah, pretty encouraging to see. This seems to be the one thing that Star Wars fans can agree on as of late, because <laughs> it ain't been much. <laughs> to see Endgame. Wee! It was a doozy. <laughs> After not even a year of hype, I think it's been like 11 months and some days, you know, leading up to this moment, waiting for it to, to finally come out and see, see what our theories were. Um, not just ours, but just the, some of those on the internet. And, and see what the Russo brothers and Marvel did. And... <sighs> I mean... I, I for one, I'll just say this. I was definitely satisfied overall with the film. There, I don't have a whole lot of uh, critiques. It was just a really well done film. And um, it actually got more praise than I expected. I know that sounds weird to say that about an MCU film, but... Right. The reason why I said that is because the the pacing of it, um, I just really felt like, or I assumed wrongly, apparently, that um, because there wasn't, it wasn't like constant action, mm-hmm. um, that I thought that people would find it boring you know unless you were like really invested and that didn't seem to be the case at all i think i may have heard one person say it and i'm pretty sure he was trolling when he said it anyway so (laughs) that is um that is a huge credit to the russos um they have you know made some of the best movies in this genre not just you know, some of the best MCU movies, but some of the best movies, period, featuring superheroes. Like, and Endgame is no exception to that. They have continued to raise the bar from when we saw them at first with Winter Soldier and just keep, you know, adding, adding, adding to it. See, no spoilers so far. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, the Russo brothers, I think, are... They're a very dependable duo. Um, you're going to get great storytelling from them. You're going to gr- get great filmmaking from them. I, I can't say that I can't critique Endgame. I know we talked about it. Like, I remember, you know, leaving the theater. We both went to late night shows on Thursday and, get, you know, and we were talking and I was like, you know, this is a beautiful but flawed movie. And I don't mean that in a bad way or anything like that. I just mean... Yeah, it's not perfect. It's definitely no, no, not no. perfect. Yeah. I just mean, like, you know, it's taken 21 movies to get to this point and to wrap up the threads from 21 movies in, in three hours is not an easy task. 
Not at all. And also to kind of project the franchise forward without giving too much away at the same time or making it super apparent that's what you're doing is not an easy task. I just mean that uh, there are some things in it where it's kind of like, oh, that, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense or that doesn't, you know, really fit the character. And, you know, we can talk about it later um, and I'll give you a spoiler over then when I talk about certain instances. But overall, I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's enjoyable. Um, I've seen it twice in uh in in the week that it's well less than a week that it's been out don't judge me um oh not at all i'm jealous (laughs) and it it, you know you pick up something each time you go and it's just one of those things it's like i think you know it's it's great i think it's a pretty solid ending to the story um and and like you said the rooster brothers have kind of uh picked up the pace since their first MCU debut and uh, have always, you know, kind of excelled in a way with this, with uh, the franchise. So it's, it's a not a disappointing outing at all. Um, but, you know, for, there are things where I would have liked to see uh, not, I would have liked to see things differently um, or certain things explored more. But I'm sure that's what, you know, will happen in phase four as well. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, here's the thing. Josh promised not to give any spoilers. I made I no such promise. I didn't promise. I just said I would try not to. He said he would try not to. I made no such promise, so I'm going to spoil stuff. All right. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So we'll go ahead and throw the spoiler alert up. Um, normally, we would say, hey. You know, fast forward past whatever point. Um, what I would say is if you have not watched Endgame, I would go ahead and turn the episode off now. Go watch it. Go listen to the extra credit prior to this one where you can listen to what uh, some of our theories are that <laughs> might help whet your appetite for the film. Um, then after you see it, come back and listen to this. All right. So. I thought that, um, well, here, let's, let's do this. I know you mentioned that you had some concerns, but let's talk about some of the things that you thought went really, really well with the movie. So give me like two or three scenes or two or three sequences that you thought worked really well or that were some of your favorites. I, okay, this is going to sound really weird. The Russos are great at like misdirection and throwing scenes and trailers that aren't in the movie. And you kind of come to expect that. Yep. So I was really impressed. And I think it was Chris Evans who said um, that or maybe it was the Russos who said like all of the commercials take place within like the first 15 minutes of the movie or something like that. Yeah. Based on footage from the first 15 minutes. Yeah. So it was kind of impressive to see that where it's like, oh, okay. I remember this from the trailer. I remember this and this. And then you're like, okay, what what comes next? And you kind of can piece piece things together from there. But I, I think right. that was pretty cool how they made it look interesting from just, you know, a little bit of footage um, in the beginning. Yes. But all, all in all, I thought, you know, you said two or three good things that I enjoyed. Um, I do enjoy seeing... I mean, because it's it's hard to say. Like, I like the movie, right? I, so, I, I like, 
Yeah, so it's like I'm not like when I say there are things in it that I'm like, oh, um, you know, I think no, it's the it's stuff flawed. to nitpick for sure. Yeah, it's, I don't even think it's, I don't even know if it's like nitpicking, um, but I think it's I think it's the part of the territory of when you have something this massive, right? And trying to make sure that it's paid off for everyone, and I know this is going to sound kind of controversial to some people, and it's going to sound kind of like I'm just looking for a reason to dislike it and please it, it's not but I feel like Endgame is epic spectacular but I don't know I I walked away both times feeling like I wanted a little something more um Ooh, Josh the hater <laughs> no and, and, and part of that is you know the beginning is the uh, the time heist quote unquote and I, I just feel like they spent too much time on the time heist and not enough time. Well, we'll really get to the stuff that you didn't like in a second. <laughs> <laughs> we want to start off on a positive note. Yeah. Okay. So the positive note, you know, I, I like the the team dynamics, right? Like, I mean, okay. You 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 have um, uh, Tony and everyone. I, I like to see how people have reacted after the event like we know okay we already gave the spoiler alert we told you to stop listening so i'm going to try to stop preventing myself from spoiling we know it takes place five years later so you get to see some of the characters way more vulnerable than we've ever seen them yeah especially thor that was crazy yeah um which is funny because that dude's been through some stuff but uh (laughs) but like scarlet witch you know she's her uh, attitude, she's almost kind of like at her wit's end um, in desperation. You know, we've seen the character change in Captain America where he's yes. see, like he's not as positive and, and I won't say happy-go-lucky, but no, you he's, can tell he's, he's a little tired. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I got out of him. He is, he is weary. Mm-hmm. For him when, to... Sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got excited. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, uh, when he, he swore, when Captain America swore, when he when they were uh, going after Thanos, and this right. wasn't even before the this happened before the five year leap. Yeah, this was three weeks later. Correct. Correct. This was uh, when they initially went to go see him. That was shocking, but it was mm-hmm. telling to me. Um, and what that said to me at that point was these characters have been changed by this event, regardless of what the outcome is going to be as far as trying to, you know, bring the people back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already been altered and that yes. there's nothing that's going to change that. Like they, these people will never be the same as they were pre Infinity War. Right. And part of that, too, is, like, I don't think, I, well, I won't say I don't think. I know on the big screen they have never been defeated like that. No. Never. And then the ramifications, too. It's not just, you know, the world or it's not just, you know, the Sokovia or whatever. It's, or this, you know, Eastern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere or whatever. Um, it's the universe. So, Correct. like you said, yeah, they're they're forever changed by this event, and I think that was portrayed well, and I think it was you know pretty realistic and important to the story because you're like, 
how do you how do you come back from it? Like, yeah, we have a, humans have a great ability to adapt and to move on in a way, but not that we forget where we've been from, or we can actually deny where we've been from, or have come from rather. So I thought that was a great aspect. I thought seeing the interactions between people, like the annoyance, kind of like the annoyances between. Um, Especially when she first showed up, uh, Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, new person, like, where the heck have you been?" and all this other right. stuff. Because it's real. Absolutely, it's real. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're strong, but where you been? Like, we could have yeah. used you <laughs> three yeah. weeks ago. Exactly, and you show up now, and you know all this other stuff. So, um, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed. Um, I mean, um, I enjoyed Rocket, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, just things that I just really enjoy because it's, it's so hard because I enjoyed a lot more than... And even just the things that I say are flawed, I didn't... It's not like I didn't enjoy them. Right. No, I think we got a, a pretty good handle on, on that. And it ain't like we're going to end here. I yeah, just wanted yeah, to make done. sure that we at least get some positive stuff out there before we start poking at stuff because although I, I'm saying I guess I don't have any real critiques I guess I do have questions I have um, a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> and we will definitely definitely hit those um, what I will say that I liked um, just a couple things and I like you I just enjoy the whole film but some things that stood out to me the choice to take Thanos off the board so early in the game, I thought was a bold choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they did it. And the the brutality with which it was done was <laughs> unexpected to me, which again speaks to the change that has happened with these people. Uh, so that was something that I liked because it was it was telling not that I enjoyed, you know, the the actual violent part of it. Right. But I recognize that as a byproduct of what these people have gone through. And if you have the ability to do it, how many of us would act any different? So that was one that I dug. Um yeah, I like that too. Like, I like the the movie picked up like Infinity War and just jumped straight into the plot. So, yes, yes. Um, I did like. Eventually, I didn't at first. Um, I did like the choices of partners. I thought that was an in, that was interesting in most cases. The exception being Hawkeye and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um. So from the audience point of view, well, we'll we'll get to that in a second. That's one of the things I'll nitpick. And then the third thing I'll say that I did, I really, 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 really enjoyed. And it still, from the time that I saw it up until now, and we'll continue on, um, the portals (laughs) on your left. Yeah. That, that moment. 
was so well done and so impactful that it's still like it's still incredibly moving and I ain't seen the theater in a week <laughs> I ain't driven past the theater in a week but it's um, I guess because of the timing that it happened and the fact that this is what I've enjoyed about the Russo's films and shout out to Marcus and McFeely the writers they get it right it's it's action sure there's a big picture story that needs to be told but it's in the details that they nail it mm-hmm. of all of the people that were that were there you know that were going to come out of these portals why sam because it meant not that not even that it meant the most right cuz it could have been bucky mhm but well, I guess by the time we can see it in the movie, we know why it was Sam. But the fact that it was Sam and not Doctor Strange or, mm-hmm. you know, Valkyrie or Quill or anybody. It was Falcon. Mm-hmm. And Cap is like strapped the shield up. He was like, all right, shield's broken. Let's go, though. He didn't know what was happening. He, As far as he knew, it was him, Thor, and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Strap strap a shield up. All right, we gonna do this till I drop. And he's like, "Nah, you're not by yourself. You got help." That was yes. that was amazingly done. And you know that uh, was not to Alan cut you Silvestri off. was genius, the composer. Right. Do you know why that was also so epic, though? Oh yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Those yeah. are the, the, the details, the fact that it was Sam and Sam saying on your left. Just a, a really simple phrase that doesn't mean anything to you unless you know. If you know, it, it hits that much harder. Mm-hmm. I think I audibly gasped. Yeah, it's like those little breadcrumbs that they've, you know, that are in all the movies and you think nothing of them. And then when they all come together, you're like, right, like, wow. So. Yeah, so I appreciate all of the fan service in the movie. Yes. You know, we just t- talked about a lot about how companies should listen to their fans, and I've, I've been saying this for a while, and not just because, you know, uh, Marvel gives me a little bit of money. You know, it's not a big deal. It's it's a mutual relationship. Um, I you speak know. good about them. They write me a check. Uh, <laughs> but of, of Marvel and, and Kevin Feige and, and all those people in charge caring about the fans that these things are in them um because there there are things like even at the uh and this is jumping ahead a little bit but it's okay even at the funeral and you're looking at some of the people i went with i went the other day and the guy i went with he was like you know we don't talk i don't talk to any movies and my buddy right. doesn't talk and he finally he was like he's like that's one person i can't figure out who is that kid yeah like, that's the kid from iron man 3 yeah and he's like oh and it's those little things where they're bringing characters in from, you know, <laughs> ten yeah. movies ago, right? Where it's like it lets you know, like the the they understand the fan base and they understand what these moments mean to people. Like, yes, we know it's fiction and um, it's not real and things like that, but it's still a story that impacts people. Right. So, yeah, I appreciate that. And I mean, in fiction, can fiction can and does impact you it's you know is make-believe but you invest your time 
in these characters. So they are real for the space that they exist in. Mm-hmm. And one thing I loved, <laughs> I really, really, really enjoy seeing Professor Hulk. Yeah. Especially after not seeing him for an entire movie, even though it was not the Hulk, but or the Hulk that we we knew from Ragnarok and from other movies. But it was interesting to see uh, what that means, you know, for the MCU going forward. Yes. And he was, I mean, he played important roles. And, he, yeah. you know, we got to see him use his brain and not necessarily just his muscles. Actually, right. not really at all, now that I think about it. Yeah, we still didn't see that big epic fight between Hulk and certain people, but well, let's um, talk about that because that that did come up, and I've heard other people say the same thing. So, go ahead and share with the people what what, what, what you were talking about with that one. <laughs> so, one of my things, and and when I say you know it's a beautiful but flawed movie, um, I think for what it's what it's supposed to do is you know, leave you walking away feeling I don't know like a warm you know chilly and a cold day kind of feeling in your stomach I don't know but just kind of like retribution or something and I don't and I don't know if it's retribution but the the Avengers were beat so bad by Thanos in Infinity War but you really don't get to see them any retribution from that other than the beginning um you know 20 minutes of the film where they confront him and thor goes for the head so for for me one of the things you know i thought would have been would have been you know more fan service was to see an actual uh face off against the thanos of their timeline and not you know an injured half dead one and not one from like 2014 and things like that because it's like okay i get it's the same guy but <laughs> it's gonna sound kind of dumb but it's kind of like a minority report thing where it's like you're whooping up on somebody for something that they're gonna do in four years but they haven't really done it yet so, i, I kind of disagree though because it's not like they sought him out no no he I came to earth i agree but I'm not saying for them because I get it. Like I get, like yeah, he came to Earth. You got to defend it again because you know what's at stake. Especially since he knows that you know that you guys both know what will happen right. and what he wants to do. And he wants to take it a step further than 2018. So I'm not saying like, hey, 2014 Thanos is innocent because he's still behind New York and he's still behind a lot of the things that were happening in the galaxy. Right. Right. But I'm just saying from a fan perspective. You know, I I would have preferred to see a face-off against the present timelines Thanos versus an out-of-time Thanos. Like, yes, it's the same person, but I feel like the payoff is a little bit different. And I feel like, you know, even if it's only a couple of seconds, I feel like there's there's got to be a Hulk Thanos 2. Um so the Hulk can get his butt kicked again, because that's exactly what would happen. I mean, all he has to do is get get one good hit in, you know, or you see it's a team up effort of Thor and Hulk and Captain America and, and uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man or something. They're all just whooping up on this guy. Like, I think that pays off a little bit better. I'm not saying like what we got wasn't good or anything like that, but I just feel like 
even though it's the same person, it's kind of like, oh, if the bully steals your your milk money, and you know you're you're picking a fight with his brother, even if his brother's a bully. I don't know, it's a bad example, but I just feel like it's not the same payoff <laughs> between the two. I that's I, all. I don't know that I agree. I know what you're saying. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that one though, because they got their face off with, you know, the 2018 Thanos, and Thanos lost. He did, but he was also heavily he was also heavily injured. So yes, yes he was. And according to somebody, I don't even remember who said this. Some lunatic <laughs> was saying that he um, like oh he, he he wanted to die. He let them. He, he sat there waiting to be killed. I'm like. Uh, I don't nah. know about that one, Chief. Nah, I don't know about that, but... Nah, he accepted the notion of dying because he did what he wanted to already. But it wasn't a matter of him just saying, hey, go for the head. Yeah. Wasn't that? No, I agree. Yeah, I don't think he was sitting there waiting for it to happen. I don't think he knew it was going to happen. Um, nah. But... But he was also heavily injured too, so right. I just wasn't a whole lot he could do about it. Plus, yeah. uh, Carol Danvers gets you in a half Nelson. There ain't a whole lot you can do about it. But that's the thing too is I feel like she was so underutilized in this movie. Very much so. Like I, the way it was explained made logical sense to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because they knew what they were doing. They knew the plan. And they knew when they were going to come back, and they should have been like, "Carol, this is what we're doing. We're going to cut. We're going to go back in time and steal these stones, and we're going to come back." And you know who probably could have snapped their fingers and not been affected or as affected? Yeah, Captain Carol. Marvel. Yeah. So I think that she should have been there on standby, just because. But it, she it left before made... she left before they formulated that plan. Yeah, but they could. They should. So <laughs> she she was in the loop. And she should have been in the loop. She of was. What was going on? Whether whether you know they they formulated formulated the plan after she left or not, she should have been in the loop, and she should have been there when they got back. And I know I know they she wasn't for the sake of the the storyline, but that's one of the things when I say it's flawed. That's one of the flaws in the movie is that, you know, the Russos are they're more logical storytellers especially in this universe than some of the other writers and and directors and stuff of of the material. So this is one of the things where it's like, that doesn't really make sense for her not to be there when they get back. Well, you know, she maybe it does though. Right. Cause it ain't like, we don't know where she went. We just know she was in space. Mm -hmm. You live in a major metropolitan city. It takes you 45 minutes to get across said said city. Mm-hmm. How long do you That's think it's going to take her to travel across the galaxy? Maybe Dying. she was on her way coming back. You know, she got got the message to to head back to Earth and that they needed her, but she can only go as fast as she can go. Yeah, but then you get a you get in a spaceship and you, you know, jump through space. Sure. So, I mean, it's ways for them to do. It. It's just one of those things where it doesn't make sense for her not to be there. I think you can make the argument one way or the other. Because I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, yeah, you should have, you kind of should have been here, right? You're the big gun. One, it doesn't make for nearly as compelling a story, right? If she just comes in and saves the day. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I get 
the concern about it from the character's point of view, like, oh, she should have been here, but But who knows, man? Who knows what she's been dealing with out in the cosmos? We know what... Think about this. Let Let me put it like this. Now that the Fox characters are part of this universe, the Brood exists, the Shi'ar exists, there's still the Kree Skull War that's scroll war that's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's just to name a few. Galactus is out there. Mm-hmm. Unless he got We don't know busted. what she was dealing with. Right. Unless unless any any or all these groups got dusted. Right. But that's just yeah. it. It's all unknown. And I'm sure right. that stuff is gonna get filled in when we when we next see Captain Marvel, but she did a thing when she when she was there. She just when wasn't she there up. very much. <laughs> but that's the thing is, is and that's what I'm saying, like from a storytelling point of view. And I, I always take the point, the position like, oh, if you write yourself into a corner, then figure out a, a way to, to get yourself out without, you know, a good way to get yourself out. Not, you know, conveniently, oh, you know, can, Find a good way to get yourself out of that corner you've, you've written yourself into. Right. So her being off world and saying, yeah, there's other things going on in the universe, but there's nothing more important going on in the universe than what those guys were doing on Earth and trying to get the stones. Agreed. But if and be- that and was something of- that they could handle without her, then... She's doing a disservice to the rest of the universe because she is the only one that's there to protect pretty much anything that's not Earth. No, nah, it's not true, though, because we know the Eternals exist in this universe. Yeah, but what's their role? But, but I'm just saying they know, ain't protecting other, nobody. But there are other heroes and, and people who um, I won't say anti heroes, but people who wear the hero mantle from time to time who exist in this universe who can help out on their world or and things like that like the yeah the Shi'ar the Shi'ar empire exists which means that oh the imperial guard the imperial guard thank you that means that the imperial guard exists that means that you know the ones who didn't get dusted and the ones who in the five years have become members of the guard are out there protecting the universe so it's not just Captain Marvel out there but the only thing I'm saying is that for something like this to be going down or for her to know, you know, when is it going to happen? It's like, hey, you make sure you're there. That's the only thing I'm saying is like, it's, she should have been there from the start. I mean, yeah, she had an epic entrance and, and everything like that, but I think it frees you up to do to do more things, you know, from a, from a story perspective. And like, I understand it's easy to play Monday, Monday morning quarterback and say, oh, they could have done this and they could have done that, blah, blah, blah. But it's one of those things where you look at it and you're just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, this was cool, but you know, this, this makes more sense. Um, like for instance, when they go back in the time heists and their initial one is to steal the mind stone and the time stone from, uh, or the space stone from the invasion in New York. And it's like, why would you pick that time to go back if you know these things have been in New York for some time? Just go back in time to a point where they were just sitting unguarded and then just, you know, pick them up. Because they why. weren't. 
there wasn't a time when they both were there other than the invasion. But that's it. Well, Which, no, apparently. Yeah, you're right. But I'm saying that's the thing. we, we And that's why I, I don't really like time travel movies, um, because when you have the element to travel through time, time doesn't mean anything. You can, you can do things when it's convenient to you. True. So they could have just gone back and like to the 70s like Tony did and the... Um, the space stone was just sitting in a vault underground and just walk up, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, open it up you take it, go back to your time. Right. You could have done that for each of those stones. Well, except for the soul stone, but you could have done that with all those instances. And that's why I was like, I feel like, oh, the time they focus too much time on the time heist and not enough time on the storytelling of wrapping up. Infinity so, war was wrapped in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right, but you know what I mean? Because you, you know, like, okay, yeah, Thanos got killed in the first 20 minutes. Um, or the 2018 Thanos. So you knew, but you're like, okay, something else is going to happen. You know, and you're like, okay, they're dealing with time. So when are they going to go back? Are they going to go back to the Battle of Wakanda? Something's going to happen because other than that, there's really nothing at stake in this movie. They get the stones, they they, they reverse the, the snap and roll credits, and that's it. And everyone's like... That sucks. Like, I had to wait 11 months for that. So he knew something else was going to happen. It's just what and how. Right. Which is why I disagree with the notion that they spent too much time on it, because that was the entertaining part of it. And I challenge also that they could have just gone wherever because they only had so many pin particles to go. And Tony, for whatever reason, didn't think about the pin particles being in shields custody in the seventies until they had to. Mm-hmm. So really the battle of New York was the best time to do that because they were able to retrieve two different stones or I'm sorry, three different stones at the same time. Cause they hope went to get the mind stone. Then there was a the space and the reality stone that were in shield custody all at the same time. It just so happens that they screwed the pooch and fortunately had a had a, a way out or they were able to figure a way out around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I get it for the sake of the story, but also another thing with um, the flaws of, of Endgame is the pin particle. Like, oh, we only have so many. It's like, oh, this has never been an issue in... In Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain America Civil War, it's never been an issue where it's like, oh, you know, I can only use them, you know, so many times before I have to change them out. No, we saw the character, you know, shrink and grow and all this other these other things countless times in the movie, multiple times. So it's it's kind of one of those things where it becomes a trope where they're they're limiting it so that they show you guys like, oh, we can't. For the viewers, like, oh, we can't really mess it up um, because now we don't have enough pimp particles for everybody or something like that. When that's never been an issue before. True, but they've never traveled through the quantum realm before either. Yeah. um, uh, Adam. Um, Scott did. Scott's he's been there twice, twice, three times. Yeah, he Um, went twice and he had whatever pimp particles he had. Yeah, but his him getting trapped down there in Ant Man wasn't because he ran out of pin particles or was out. It's no, because it's because there was uh, nobody to pull him out. No, his uh, 
not his regulator. I can't think what it's called, but it's his whatever it was called was broken, and that's why he had to use like the um, the discs. Uh, right. He, yeah. So that was is the, called a regulator. Thanks. But that's why he got he stuck there in Ant Man. It's not because he was out of pin particles, and even in um, Ant Man and the Wasp, you know, when they were shrinking the buildings and the cars and all this other stuff, and uh, they were talking about the original costume, what they needed from it wasn't the pin particles; it was like some other other piece in the costume. So the pin particle part of the story was kind of. Like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, this has never been an issue before. So don't bring it up now and make it seem like it's a bigger deal than it, it has been in the prior movies or what we know about them. But who else has used a, a suit to shrink other than Scott and uh, Hope? And they both have suits from Pym. So no, there wouldn't there wouldn't have been a need to use the particles because they were using, you know, the tech in their suits and with the yeah, the regulator. The suits still, suit still ran off the pin particles. Agreed. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. But I, like, but we it, don't know what the design was, what the design of it is now. These things are are not incorrect. You know what you're saying. They could be considered plot holes, but I think that they are being. You, I guess you have to suspend some disbelief for the sake of the story, but travel. I don't think that there's anything that has been done in that way that was just flat out, nope, this just doesn't work, or there could not be an explanation for it. It's just a matter of whether or not you choose to accept an explanation, because they never really gave us one, one way or the other. Right, and I mean, I get it, and like they breezed past the explanation on time travel, which has <laughs> ignited a healthy dose of speculation on the internet on like from you know quantum physicists and people who are like super super smart um on what really happens or what would happen if we could time travel. I need them to stay out of the conversation. There are some interesting uh, theories out there about what would happen and and is what we think of time travel meaning like oh if i go back to tomorrow and i don't you know do eat the donut what happens to me today and the future that i return to would not be the exact future that i left so they're interesting reads but like i get glancing over some things like that but to make the pim particles like that big of a deal to the time heist i feel like you gotta kind of explain how all of a sudden you could run out of them or why is it you know you can only use them so many times and i get that you said the suits that hope and scott used were designed by hank pym himself but at the same time this is five years in the future so that means technology is better also tony Stark. why would technology be better in five years yeah because that's how it works like <laughs> under normal circumstances yes but i mean the world has been decimated true but Tony i mean you still... saw you saw what it was what it was looking like that yeah, didn't say it... much to me about technology improving and that's another flaw of the story is that five years from now why wouldn't the mets be around five years from now why would new york still um look like that i mean you had in spider-man homecoming 
they cleaned up after the invasion in New York within five years. True. But so, that's local. No, I, I get you, but I'm just saying it's one of those things where it's like some of these things wouldn't look like that. It's not like the, no, world's, popu- the, the world's popu- population didn't drop to like 100 million people. It's still It should still be about 4 billion people. So I just mean like technology and stuff is still around because you still have, you know, things going on as normal. You had the, the beginning, the guy was talking about his date. They went to a restaurant. Restaurants are still right. around. Um, right. Tony was driving a new car. Um, yeah. So even though there is decimation, life will, goes on. Life will find a way. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm just saying. Like Tony, Bruce have access to PIM's technology to reverse engineer it or find whatever improvement. So for me, the whole PIM particle storyline was kind of like, okay. I get it, but at the same time, I think it's kind of loose. Um, also, I think chasing the stones at that point in time is kind of loose. Like when they went to, to Morag, um, they didn't have to be there the exact same time Peter was there. Only thing they had to do was take the stone before he showed up. They could, And that's the thing when time is on your side. You can right. pop in and out whenever you want. They could have been there a week before he he was there. They could have been there a year before he was there. True. You know, there could have they could have gone because at one point I feel like the collector had. Did he only have one stone or two? He just had one. I think he had the um, the reality stone, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So yeah, they couldn't have just popped into his vault and taken it. But I'm just saying there are points in time where well, even that though, again, you got a plausible explanation for that. Well, why would they choose to do that? Because at that point, they got information. They know what what to expect at that time, right? They know Quill was there. They know Quill went and took it. And there was nothing else, really, that they needed to be wary of mm-hmm. um, at that point. If they just showed up some random date a year prior, it may appear to be unremarkable, but they could be walking themselves into a place that would get them killed. They just don't know. That's true. But that's, again, that's where time is is on your side in that you have the time to uh, do reconnaissance. You have the time to wait it out and see what happens. Not, not based on the need for the use of the pen particles. I agree with that. Like, they were rushing, and I suppose there's no need to rush because... Folk dead already, so what <laughs> what are you saving? Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's just one of my things is just um it it just I get it for the movie, for the story, but at the same time I'm just like I felt like they could have taken away from from the hour that that they spent going back in time and all this other stuff and put it, you know, focus somewhere else but we wouldn't have got to see tony talk to his father which was interesting that was uh not quite black panther-esque for me but it was a good scene it was it was a really good scene yeah and we got to see tony grow yeah sucks that we couldn't get dominic cooper for that 
I think he was the only person that didn't show up to reprise their role. And uh, Hugo Weaving, but that happened in Infinity War. Right. I also kind of enjoyed seeing um, <laughs> Steve stalk Peggy, um, even though it was... Wasn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, you can't... I mean, I know he couldn't just go talk to her because... There's no time to explain it, but right. that was that was creepy. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny though, because I'm like, that was. You're supposed to be a spy. You should be aware of your surroundings and know that there's a dude like two inches away from you staring at you in your office. Right. Like, right. It was cool to see her though. Yeah, and even though I said like the time heist, I feel like they spent too much time on them. I do, I did enjoy the scenes that they shot. Yes. So I like the yes. the throwback to the Ant Man helmet from the comic books. You know, I was yeah, like, that was dope. I was like, "This is so dope," and it was so seventies and cheesy and perfect. You know, so I I didn't. You know, I'm not like I'm sitting here crossing my arms like this is stupid. They shouldn't have done this. Uh, it's just one of those things where right. it's like, oh, that's these are the weaker elements of the story. I liked um, the fact that they chose the Hulk to go talk to the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. I like that they showed the Ancient One fighting an invasion because. I mean, we've talked about this yes. in the past, like the invasion of New York is such a big deal. And there's so many people who are operating around that time that right. it makes sense for people to other heroes to have been a part of it, even if we didn't see them. Exactly. Exactly. It would have been really cool to see the Defenders. Mm-hmm. But we know that that couldn't have happened, but that would have blew the roof off of it. Yeah. Not that... They were necessary, and we we certainly just got everything. Though. It would have been, yep. And that's just us being spoiled at this point, because <laughs> we got it all. The question that I had about the team ups was with Clint and and Natasha. Why are you putting the two humans together? The two unarmored humans together. Doesn't make sense. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, all right, something bad is going to happen. Right. And then when we saw that they were going to Vermeer, I was like, oh. My thing with that. Somebody going to die. (laughs) (laughs) My thing with that. So at first I thought with Vermeer, I was like, okay, one of them is going to die. But then I'm like, well, in their time, they've already lost everything. So maybe no one will die. And then I was like, nope, I'm wrong. Someone's going to die. But at the same time, why didn't Nebula tell them? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, hey, you guys are going to Vomir. You guys know that, um, you know, Thanos came here with, with my sister, Nebula, uh, not Nebula, Gamora. And she didn't come back because he killed her. Because right. that's what you got to do to get the stone. So, right. you know, it's going to sound morbid. I'm not anti-pet or anything. But, you know, go to the pet store. Get a pet. Take it with you. That sort of a thing. Like... <laughs> Plan it out a I, little bit. I think Natasha knew what had to be done. Mm-hmm. Whatever it she takes. was the one, she was the one running the show. You know, the five years after. No, she wasn't the person doing the planning that the time heist. She was just involved, but I, I, I just have a sneaky suspicion that she was aware of what was happening with that and she knew the sacrifice which is why she was making sure that she was the one to do it 
And I kind of saw, I saw that one playing out almost exactly how it did. They managed to surprise me when, uh, when they went over the edge and she, she tethered him Mm -hmm. to the cliff. That was the, that was the only surprise, but I knew that both of them were going to want to sacrifice themselves. Right. And I saw that, you know, Clint was going to shoot her and try to get over there. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to end well. And I know there were some people who took issue with it. Oh, why did it have to be Black Widow? Because Scarlett Johansson is owed a whole lot of money, Jack. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it had to be her. Um, Plus, Hawkeye went through so much. Everyone went through so much, though. She did. Yeah, she did. did. I just meant as far as the the two of them. And since we're we're mentioning Hawkeye or Ronan, yeah, we completely skipped over that. Why is that important to this story? It really isn't. It was just a matter of um, us seeing what everybody was up to because we we did we saw what everybody was up to the whole time, and that just happens to be what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just when I when I saw it the second time, the first time I saw it, I was just kind of like. You know, I'm watching it and just taking it in. And the second half, I'm just like, this isn't, this whole transition to Ronin is not really necessary. Except just because all these people are back does not mean that this is over. Like, we're going to see Ronin again. Um, I have theories behind that, too. But we're definitely going to see Ronin again. And he may have to deal with the consequences of that. Like he took out, you know, he was taking out mob bosses all over the world and Mm -hmm. Yakuza and all that. These people don't take too kindly to, right. You know, stuff at the doorstep. So yeah. And their, their uh, forces just got reinforced by previously dusted members. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, um, I don't think that's the last we see of Ronan. Yeah, I, I think that was just the 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 breadcrumb for something else. I don't know. It's just one of those things that when I'm looking looking back at, it, I'm just like, I don't I don't think this is important to the storyline. But you you might be right in that we see it paid off in the future. And even if we don't, I still think that it was relevant because that's what he was up to. Yeah. I mean, no different from us watching Tony and his family. I guess, but I don't know. I I just wasn't. I mean, that's the truth. There's nothing. There's nothing relevant about his family to what they had to do, other than him needing to be um, convinced to do anything. That's <laughs> that's another flaw of Endgame in my book. Unfortunately, not what, not Tony, per- Tony not wanting to do anything. No, 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 not Tony. I'm talking about uh, Ronan. In that he, oh, got it. They spent too much. I feel like they spent too much time kind of explaining what it is that he had been doing, and then showing it. It wasn't that long, but I. I mean, there was an implication. Well, you have, and they knew they were looking for him, but there wasn't. There wasn't that long. It was one sword fight. Well, I mean, we have three and a half, three hours to like tell a story. Everything it kind of counts, but. So if. If they don't, if they take that part out, we don't see what he's up to, and then he just shows up. Then what? Then the question would be, well, what has he been doing all this time? How did they find him, and where was he before? Yeah, but do you need to? All of that was answered. Do you do you even have those questions though? 
I mean, it's not, we don't have them because we like, saw what happened. But I'm just saying this isn't, you know, Civil War where it's like, hey, where's Thor? Like, he's the only one who's not there. And that's right. because nobody sent a raven. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a phone. <laughs> Send a raven. <laughs> but I just mean uh, with with him, he could have he, he could have just shown up and it would have been I think people would know him and been like, oh, what's this dude been up to? Or, you know, in, in the scene where they're all on the teleconference or holoconference and War Machine is filling her in about being down in Mexico. And, what, you know, he's like, oh, I'm tracking Clint. And then she's like, bring him home. And then the next scene, he's back. And you're like, OK, cool. Clint's back. Um, we, we It's alluded that he's done some, you know, he's been fighting organized crime and doing some gritty crime fighting. But I don't know. No, it's just a matter of of us seeing, yeah. But I feel what he was doing, and I think I think that was our way of seeing his grief as well, right? But he's not. Th- and then, and it, 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 and maybe this, maybe we don't see it. Maybe it was a setup for Vormir, right? It was. This is why he was so willing to die. Because he had nothing to live for, and that was you know the the, I guess last stage of the grief. Who knows? Yeah, I can, it was cool seeing. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, my, I just, I don't know. I feel like you know they shot. If the final cut is three hours and two minutes, then how much footage did they shoot that they didn't use? And I feel like it's probably more of the story of Ronan that got cut than what we saw. And maybe that makes it that would make it make more sense to me. I don't know. Possibly. Hey, JB. Yo. Where is Loki? <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> Loki is out in space somewhere. Like, okay, so I know, and, and this is the thing is I don't understand the time theory, the laws of time travel in Avengers. And right. I don't think they do either. And I'll explain kind of like why later, but... So initially they said what you if you you can't go back and change your past because Correct. your past will no longer be your past but will but will become your present. So that right. means that you will alter the time in the past meaning at the point it was altered it goes in a different path. Correct. But you can return to your own time because it's unaltered. Right, and you've just created an additional timeline. So they just created six timelines. Well, according to the ancient one, if you, or actually according to Professor Hulk, if you put, if you put everything back the way it was, then you don't create another timeline. I think that there will definitely be multiple timelines. Like, that's going to be a thing moving forward. And I think that might be what Loki's show is about. Uh, That's what I'm leaning towards, too. So, if that's the case, how did Captain America end up back in the park at the end of the movie? Is that Captain America? Mm Mm-hmm. Are we sure? The old guy? Yeah. What's your theory? I'm just asking a question. Is that Captain America? Do we know that that is actually him? 
Um, I believe it is, but I'm interested to hear what your theory is because I know you have one. Could he be a scroll? Could be. Could he be Captain America? Um, the Secret Empire version of Captain America? We don't know. <clears throat> I don't think either of those things are true. By the way, I'm just being a little bit facetious. Gotcha. Because I was just like, I'm like, okay, what, um, what have you thought? Because I know I have some thoughts about time travel. I think, and stuff, but. I think that um, what happened is Cap screwed something up somewhere, right? We we assume that he went back, put all of the stones back where they were supposed to be. Hey, JB. Left. Yo. How did Captain America get to Asgard? Or Vomir? Or Morag? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I think he screwed up. I don't think I don't think that they got put back where they were supposed to. I don't think they did. I think I'm still standing on the Illuminati theory that I had before. I still think that that is a thing. Um. Yeah. So my my overall theory with Cap coming back is. He saw Peggy and he was like, look, I'm living my life. Mm-hmm. This is the woman I love. I lost her twice and I'm not going to do this again. So he lived his life and the consequences are going to be what they are. I think the consequences are multiple timelines. And now we're going to have to deal with Kang the Conqueror. Hmm. That's my theory. Kang the Conqueror is coming down the pipeline. That's a good one. In addition to that, there are several other things or breadcrumbs that I think were there. I could be wrong. Um, I think Namor is coming. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about because that? Okoye. About I don't the, know if we did. The, uh, the underwater earthquake? Yes. And she just kind of bypassed it. Mm-hmm. So I think... That is definitely in, in a clue. Mm-hmm. I think that Namor is coming. I think too. Not to jump in and cut you off. Whatever sure. Nebula and Rocket were investigating, mm-hmm. that's breadcrumbs too. Nebula and Rocket. Because remember, he was what like he was like we were we had to go on a garbage ship or in the garbage chute or something like that when they were on the Hollow Call. Him and Nebula were away. They were off planet somewhere. Because oh, remember, they landed yes, back. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you're right. That's gonna pay off. That's some payoff for the future. What do you expect it to be? I don't know because I can't. There weren't enough clues, but I think okay. If it had to do with space, only thing I could think of right now is in in phase three or phase four. Looking forward is something related to the Eternals. Yeah, or something. You know, something that's gonna elude. Or go that way but i don't know because i don't like that's the thing with with endgame is after it ended it's like i don't know where this is going no and no i think because tony said something earlier about if you you mess with time like it has a way of defending itself or correcting itself something he said and i meant to pay Correct. attention the second time i was i was when i was watching it again and i, I was just and that's what makes me think that we're going to get kang mm-hmm. that be based on what tony said mm-hmm. that's a good one maybe it is Let's see. Space. It could be the Eternals. Uh, could be the Inhumans. Yeah, well, they tried Inhumans already, so. Yeah, but they're still relevant because the Kree are still out there. And 
we never actually saw the royal family. I mean, I know they had that one episode of, or that they showed in theaters that nobody <laughs> nobody actually watched. So they could redo it like they did with the Incredible Hulk. It never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is interesting. Um, what I ultimately think we're looking at are the setup for the siege, which I, I think I've said before. Mm-hmm. The siege, and that was painfully obvious to me, especially now here in Endgame. I saw it at the end of Ragnarok. When they were leaving, and they chose you know, Asgard, yeah, I'm like oh, we're going to Midgard. I'm like oh, nothing good is going to come of this. And then we see it kind of happen on Earth. So that that setup is definitely there, especially with everybody coming back. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, yeah, and Loki is still out there. Hey, so JB. Loki can definitely be the inciting incident. Where is Lady Sif? Back in Asgard. She got dusted. I don't think she did get dusted. I thought she did. I'm pretty sure she did. I don't think she got dusted. Cause I remember. I, I mean, I'm just being. I'm just joking around now when I'm. But I was like, I don't. I don't think she did get dusted. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's probably timing with the actress or something. But she was. Right. She was off world on Asgard when Ragnarok was happening, and I believe she was not. She was not a victim of the snap. I have to. I'd have to look it up then. Yeah, no, I'm, I was just. Jo- I'm just kind of joking. But. I mean, she's probably back in Asgard though. I'm sure. As um, oh, you mean Asgard on Earth, New Asgard? Yeah, New Asgard. Gotcha. Okay. New Asgard. Um. So that that definitely sets up the siege for sure. I think also. Um. We got setups obviously for secret invasion mm-hmm. with the scrolls. Um. And I think that either Avengers disassembled or some version of um, Secret Wars, the new Secret Wars, is likely. Here's why I say Avengers disassembled. Um, Wanda is not well. Okay. And she is, her show is called WandaVision. The Vision was nowhere to be found in Endgame. Right. So why is he a part of this show? Is he a figment of her imagination? Hmm. Did she conjure him up? I don't know. But there's something to that. Um, The reason why I wonder about Secret Wars, one, the different timelines, right, or potential different universes, that's essentially what we ended up with with the new Secret Wars. And what sealed it for me with that was the scene that got a whole lot of hate, um, unnecessarily in my opinion, with uh, Captain Marvel and all of the the female Avengers. Okay. And they were like, oh, she's not by herself. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I like that. Carol don't need no help. Right. I liked it. I, I liked I enjoyed it. it. I thought it was shot well. For the story yep. doesn't I, really make sense, but I I thought it was pretty cool. And that's what everybody keeps saying. Oh, it doesn't make any sense for for them to just stop in the middle of a battle to pose. I'm like, you mean like how everybody stopped and watched all the portals open? Mm-hmm. 
Like it's the same thing. Right. Um, but that's a force obviously. And the first time we saw a force was in secret wars. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, there are a, a bunch of, you know, breadcrumbs that could lead to something else. Um, Ronan being one of them as well. Uh, Ronan was a big part of secret invasion also in that that was when Hawkeye took up the Ronan mantle was during secret invasion because it turned out well, we'll be hitting some some deep deep cuts <laughs> on that one and we actually got an episode coming up where we're going to talk about some uh, recommended reading for all of the stuff anyway so we'll get into it then but yeah suffice to say there's a lot going on yeah and it, it can go anywhere and yes my i don't want to say a critique because it's not really critique these these aren't critiques i don't think but one of the things with that i still don't i get for this story but one of those things is like i don't think that they did enough and this goes back to the time their explanation of time travel um, the ending with Captain America, because there isn't really the way they've explained it. There's no way that he could have gone back in time in their time, lived his life with Peggy and then ended up in on the park bench at that moment in time. There's no way it could have happened because what would have happened is he would have went back in time, got with Peggy and altered the timeline to create another timeline. Because remember, in their timeline, Peggy got married, had kids and all these other things. So he would have altered right. the timeline, and then he would have had to have left that timeline and then returned to his own for that to happen. Correct. So that doesn't correct. The ending doesn't really make t- too much sense. Which is why I have those questions about whether or not that's the Captain America we think it is. Right. And um, which I it's it, time travel. It's one of those things. We don't know how it yep. works. We can just speculate. It makes your head makes your head explode. Yeah, and um. And then the the issue too with um with returning the stones, right? So he went back in time supposedly to return the stones, and Volmir, how how do you return the soul stone? I imagine you could just give it back if you want to. But I'm just saying, like, how do you? If but if you're doing it at the exact same moment in time the stone was taken, so that means he would have showed up in time before. Um. Uh, Scarlet Witch sacrificed herself. So is she still alive? Is the pre- is the main timeline? Is that Gamora still alive? Is she and Volmir just chilling, waiting for them to pick her up? Like, like what's going on? That's the thing. Um, right. With some of these questions, is like what's what's going on? That's why I I I strongly think that he did not do what he yeah intended. And perhaps that's where your Illuminati come from is when he went back, he realized he couldn't do it. He was like, all right, look, oh, you know, cap, of, you. cap of 2008 or 2012, I don't, this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. I don't get it. And boom. And of course he wouldn't want to tell them that, right? So he doesn't discuss it. It's up to us to to kind of follow along the journey and figure it out. Ah. Plus, in reality, we still have to get 
you know, introductions to all of these Fox characters. And we need to figure out a way to do so. Alternate timelines and alternate um, universes are a really good way of doing that. Well, a really easy way of doing it, I should say. Not yeah. necessarily a good one. But I think that just muddies it up a little bit. Um, and, and Yes, but you can clean it up. You can clean it all up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they do the new Secret Wars. Right? That's kind of how that happened. That's how we end up with Miles Morales on 616. Because... Yeah. His universe was dying or it was colliding with the main Marvel universe. Some people, you know, after after Doom created the battle world and you had the different alternate timelines or alternate. uh, I guess the whole thing was alternate timeline. Anyway, after that was all said and done. One timeline. These are the people who survived. And then that's that. Mm -hmm. So you had some people who made it from the Ultimate Universe, some people who did not. Some people who made it from the main Marvel Universe, some people who didn't. It's, as of now, we we got way more questions than answers, that's for sure. Right, which is a good thing. I, I agree with that. I think it's good to do it that way because it allows you to enjoy Endgame for what it is. Mm-hmm. And we should get some answers soon in Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. And that's that goes back to like my final point about time travel and the way it was explained being iffy. I don't know. I don't know if how they did it, bringing the people who were snapped away to the present five years later is the right way to do it. Um and the reason I say that is, and we've, you know, we've kind of discussed it in, via text and stuff. Um, if you think about it, some of the people who were randomly dusted, right, were doing important things. We saw in the final end clip of, uh, of uh, Infinity War, the guy in the helicopter, the pilot apparently got right. dusted. What did it do? It crashed into the side of a building. So now you have right. the, the guy in the helicopter, his co-pilot, whoever else was on there, who have died as a result. You have the people who were in the building where it impacted died as a result. You have the people in the ground who died from debris and things like that. And that's just one incident. So sure. I don't know if just bringing the people who got snapped away back is enough. I think you have to go back and you have to, anyone who's affected by this, you have to bring those people back too. But also think about it. It's been five years, right? So if right. if your loved one was dusted away, your wife, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your mom, your father, your best friend, whoever, and you've had five years to deal with that, and you've kind of moved on as well as you can, and they're back, just imagine... Yeah, like, it's going to be very difficult to deal with. Yeah, just imagine the emotional distress. So I think there's a misstep... In, uh, in 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 their plot somewhere, and I think that's going to be a factor in Phase Four because I know yeah. Strange said it's like one in fourteen million, blah blah blah, where they win. Right. I don't know if Strange, if this is the one 
exactly how it played out is what Strange saw. Like he alluded to it, but then there's a scene at the end where he's like looking at Stark and he has like one finger up. And I don't know if it's because he's, you know, um, using a spell or something like that, or he's supposed to be, or he's showing him it's the one in 14 million, but his hands kind of shake. Nah, he was telling him to wait. Okay. But his, I think that's when Captain Marvel showed up. I can't remember now. Um, I can't remember the exact, like what was happening when it happened, but I just noticed his hand was shaking. And I wonder if this if this is what Strange saw, and I don't know if it is. So I th- I I just have a feeling that the ramifications of this event is still going to be felt in the MCU in the next phase. No, it's not going to be an Infinity Infinity uh, Saga, but I think no. it's still going to be addressed, and it's still going to be a part of whatever is in store in Phase Four. Agreed. Like, I could totally see the entire Phase 4 being the new Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, each movie being its own battle world and leading up to whatever conclusion is going to be. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, you could do whatever you want. Anything goes, right? The X-Men can exist on a planet that, or exist in this reality where they're the only superheroes or whatever. It could be anything. All leading up to the final closure of all of that. And this is the the new MCU moving forward. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are literally endless at this point. And they won't be for long, though. I think we're going to get some definite clarity Mm -hmm. by Far From Home, at least on some things. And that's the thing with Far From Home is like, I'm dying to see the end credits. I'm dying to see the movie. But also to see the end credits, because end credits always kind of like provide just enough so you can kind of understand where they're going and what they have in store. Now, sometimes, th- sometimes yeah. you can get another Howard the Duck. Uh, well, that's just for fun. Usually one of them's good. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see what actually happens with um and uh, Far From Home, because if you look at it. You know, we know Ned apparently got dusted, but how, what are the odds of Ned and MJ and Flash and, you know, all the other characters we know getting dusted? So I wonder how I'm they're going to go with very high. Nah, the odds I are. Think, I, think, I think if anybody didn't get dusted, it'll probably be Flash because now that makes for a very interesting dynamic, right? Flash should be Flash, an adult. Flash is in Far From Home, though. They're all in Far From Home. Oh, well then, yeah, they all got dusted. But the odds are, but the odds are like 0.001%. But my, so I guess what I'm just saying is how are they going to tell this story? And it's supposed to be five years from the point we saw them. Because they will not have aged at all. No, I get that. But my, my thing is you can't just go back and, and, you know, if you live through the snap, you know five years has passed, right? And Correct. let's say your best friend comes back. And to him, it's just been a second. Right. You can't just go from that and be like, oh, I'm going on vacation. You're like, I need to talk to somebody about this. Sure. And I think that that's all going to be addressed. I mean, you saw the, the anguish on Peter's face mm-hmm. in Endgame. Yeah, but you just you just he looks weary. Like for a kid, he is beat down. Right. But I mean, that's what I, you, you just can't go back to normal. And that's what no. I'm interested to see how they how they tackle that, and 
far from home. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they just ignore it. I would not be surprised. I don't think they will. I wouldn't be surprised if they ignore it. We'll have to see. I mean, it's just, it's so many, so many avenues and things you can just dive down with this movie. And that's what makes it so freaking good is that it opens up a whole new world and a whole new path for them to go in in whatever direction they want to go to. Agreed. And tie it all together in a nice little bow. Last but not least, Sam has the shield now. Yes, sir. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Um, I like it. I think, uh... <laughs> hey, JB, do you remember when the Avengers discovered the secret to aging and they were just like, nah. I think Sam taking on the mantle of Captain America is awesome. I think it has promise. I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing because I know Robert Downey Jr., which we have not talked about. He's open to being involved in MCU going forward still. Chris Hemsworth is still open to being involved in MCU. And even Chris Evans, even though he's like, oh, you know, it's been an honor playing this guy, this character for over 10 years. He's still kind of open to being a part of the MCU, you know, after a break. So I would love to see Sam's Captain America think it will harmonize well what happened in the comic books it's slightly out of sequence but it still it still adds up yeah very much so yeah i mean every the all the paths lead to this in the comics and in in the movies that this is not like it's something new so no it's no they just bypass bucky but yeah that's okay and bucky you know i wouldn't be surprised see i thought we would see like a u.s agent where Bucky takes on the mantle of like U.S. agent or something like that. Possibly, I think he goes back to Winter Soldier. Yeah, so and he may end up being the new Captain America when it's all said and done. We'll see. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm because I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you. People in the MCU and people in real life are not gonna like Sam as Captain America. Well, yeah, that's because I think in the MCU, I, I don't know in the MCU, I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal because. I think they're going to have they probably won't want to touch the politics of it but i don't think it's that i just think that they have bigger fish to fry in the mcu so it's gonna but that ain't gonna stop just the regular joe like yes the avengers got bigger fish to fry but me you know the virginia farmer or the the you know school teacher in new york or you know the iron worker in montana don't want the black captain america yeah, but some of those people... Or, or don't see him as Captain America. But then again, some of those people should just be glad that everything's somewhat back to normal. You'd think, but we know people don't don't operate like that. We'll see how they... I know I, said last, but like, I know I said last but not least, but I do want to make this one point. It all does add up to the theories that I've mentioned before, though. So, during Secret Invasion, or after Secret Invasion, rather, with Dark Avengers, which I think it will all come... Cap was gone. Cap was dead, actually. Or so we thought. Mm-hmm. Tony was gone. He was out of the picture. Thor was gone. They were all out of it. And that's where we are currently. Those three, all gone. And then we go into that, and then the siege happens, and all three are back now. That's what I think we're going to get. I think we're going to get at least one more appearance of all three of them. Oh, for sure definitely agree with you there i don't think this is the end i think this is a new beginning couldn't have said it better myself i got no homework for the people this week because <laughs> uh, like i said we got some stuff coming coming up soon where 
will definitely have homework for you. Um, here's some homework. Go see Endgame again. <laughs> yeah, uh, Disney slash Marvel needs like another billion dollars. So I know. Go right? check it out. Well, I want to thank you guys for rocking out with us again. We could literally do this for another 17 hours straight, but <laughs> let's be real. You don't want to hear us rambling. Not with that. Yeah. But we do want to hear from you. Always. So feel free. Feel free to hit us up at viewspod at Gmail. You can hit us up there or on IG. Views from the back of the class underscore pod. All right, guys, let us know what you think. Let us know what your in-game thoughts are. And uh, until next time, see you around. Class dismissed. Cut the check.